everybody. Welcome to another episode of the First and Orange Podcast, DenverPost.com. I'm Ryan O'Halloran, along with Kyle Fredrickson, your Bronco beat reporters. I'm leading the charge on this one because I'm going to tee up Kyle on some questions about Philip Lindsay, rookie running back undrafted, had a great debut in last week's win over Seattle. He's going to be Kyle's subject for the print edition on Sunday. A lot to dig into here, but you took a different path on talking to a lot of his uh, family and friends. Any takeaways that may have surprised you about Philip at this point? Yeah, you know, that's the problem with writing the story, especially being in this market for a little bit here. Every Philip Lindsay story has kind of been written to this point. It's pretty amazing what he's been through. Uh, being a guy who grew up in South Denver, uh, is a high school star who tears his ACL as a senior, uh, ends up going to CU but needs a full extra year of rehab to get his knee right, uh, slowly over time develops into a leader, ends up being CU's all-time leader in all-purpose yardage, hardly left the field at all as a senior when I covered him in college, led the nation in carries. So in terms of what his production is, we've seen all that. What surprised me in this, let's start with sort of what his motivation was. In Phil's life, he had a lot of female influences. You know, you wouldn't think it by looking at the guy with how he plays and how tough he is, but you know, his dad even describes him as a little bit of a mama's boy, but it makes sense. You know, Phil is one of five kids. He's got two older sisters who both had full ride scholarships playing volleyball and basketball. So as a young guy, you know, he was rebounding for his sisters. He was going to games. He sort of saw that work ethic from the start. And from there, I mean, he was sort of absorbed in it. So, you know, to, to kind of see that background, a uh, different side of Phil, something that you don't really see on the football field. And, and sort of in that, that same sense, you know, Ryan, one thing that I found interesting was watching Phil trash talk on Sunday. Did you see that, him, John, with the D lineman? Do you see many undrafted rookies doing something like that? Uh, well, yes, yeah, especially if you have your mojo going like like Philip did. Um, I'm sure he was, you know, the emotions, and you know, he probably didn't think he was going to get that much work uh, last right. week against Seattle. He probably won't get that much work every week, but uh, you know, this is uh, uh, what I liked is Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph said, "Hey, he was the hot hand. Yeah, he, and stick with him until he proves that he needs to be taken out of the game for a couple for a couple plays." So, but you mentioned his background from Denver, went to Colorado. I mean, when he doesn't get drafted, was it Broncos all the way, or was he just looking also for the best situation? Yeah, in, in his case, you know, I think the dream as a little kid was playing for the Broncos. Here's a guy who read Terrell Davis's autobiography cover to cover, you know, kind of joked that it's one of the only books he's ever read, you know, all the way through. Um, so, yeah, when, when, when that draft came and went and, and he didn't get selected, uh, you know, from the way that Phil's dad explained it, it was pretty much every single team had shown interest. But at that point, when they knew the running back situation in Denver, when they knew that he wanted to be a hometown kid, um, it just made a ton of sense. And, and you know, I, I bring up the trash talk earlier because it shows how much confidence he had even then you know there's a lot of stories within this oral history that you'll find uh, to where Phil just shows a complete fearlessness against some of the biggest and, and baddest guys uh, that you'll see even DeForest Buckner a game against Oregon you know Phil comes battering through the hole and, and DeForest says hey well do you know who I am and Phil says yeah I don't care who you are you know he sort of launches into this tirade so we've seen this early on and from him and the way he's handled himself and and like you mentioned being that hometown kid I think that that might even play a a bit of a role into that and you know as we roll on to maybe one more thing that surprised me Ryan about this story um, was about Phil's future you know Phil is a guy who's come out and said that after football he'd like to be a police officer 
Um, I, th I think that's kind of interesting. In today's political climate, we see guys, you know, wanting to put on displays of support uh, for minority communities and the way that they're policed. Well, Phil's talked about this as well, but he wants to go out there and do it. He wants to be a guy who's a cop. You ever covered any former players who've gone into law enforcement? It seems like a good fit. I mean, I I'm just wondering in your in your history, you I ever come across that? I haven't. That's interesting. Um, who else did you visit with for this story? I mean, about 20 voices in total. You know, Phil has the four siblings. Uh, talk to each one of them, his mom and his dad. Um, you know, it'll be interesting uh, for a lot of CU fans to hear some retrospective from Sefo Leifau, um, a quarterback who, who led them to that Pac-12 championship game. Derek McCartney, a defensive voice and a leader on that team. Um, those were guys as well. But even in this locker room, you know, talking to some of these rookies, I think, you know, people will be really interested to see how Phil really set the tone from day one to, to have this role. And I'm wondering, Ryan, as we may be moving to more of a, an analytical approach into looking at Phil, how, what is his role? Do expectations change after this first game? I mean, to, to basically lead this offense in touches, uh, you know, as an undrafted free agent rookie, I don't know that that can be sustained, but it shows what he can do, right? Yeah, and I think my expectations for him changed last week because in the preseason, you did not see him do a lot of inside run stuff. Um, he, you didn't think he'd be a first and 10 run guy. He's able to get some yards that way. Okay, that's another thing to put in his toolbox per se. I thought he'd be more of a gimmick gadget guy, you know, have a specific number of touches. But he showed last week that if he can gain yards within the framework of the regular offense, he's going to have a bigger role than expected. You know, if I'm Devontae Booker, I'm thinking, okay, I'm a spare part at this point, maybe some third down work. That's the other thing. Lindsey and Freeman did okay picking up, uh, you know, pass rushers. So if I'm if I'm the Broncos, I go into the Raider game thinking these are my two guys. Booker maybe get him a couple carries, but Freeman and Lindsey would be my main two. Who would you maybe most compare Lindsey uh, in terms of another NFL player and how he's used, and maybe how Lindsey could get used? Are, are there are there guys yeah, that come I mean, to mind? The natural one's going to be Darren Sproles, but Darren is, probably, is smaller and thicker, uh, more of a bowling ball type guy. Corey Grant from the Jaguars, undrafted guy. He runs faster, but he's not as uh, probably powerful as Lindsey. The thing with Corey Grant is he is strictly a change of pace guy. You do not see him running between the tackles. So I think you know it's one game, but where you can see Lindsey doing is carving out a, you know his own niche, but creating a niche. Uh, for his type of player. Absolutely. Something to savor for Broncos country. What an incredible story. A, a hometown kid to face the adversity he did uh, and to serve this role. Um, certainly something we'll be continuing to cover and follow. Uh, and be sure to pick up the paper on Sunday. You know, it's a very in-depth story of Phil's history. Like I mentioned, uh, talk to 20 people. We're going to have old photos of Phil from his time throughout his life, kind of mapping his journey to this point. So whether you know the story already or you're catching up, uh, promise that you guys are going to enjoy what you see. So with that, I'll sign off for Ryan. We appreciate you guys tuning in today. Uh, another edition of the First and Orange podcast. Be sure to check out all of our work at denverpost.com. Pick us up in the paper, subscribe to the First and Orange, and we will see you next time.